We're live. <laughs> okay. okay. Good morning. How long is okay. it? All right. Um, yeah. Uh, right here, well, first of all, what we're trying to focus in on today is, is there really a biblical reason for We left last time trying to uh, answer question, where is the uh, diversity to the degree that it is and it really boiled down to we didn't understand why we should really care about it in the first but hopefully by the end of the I have some stats pass some around I'm the, I neglected I did not read these ahead of time like I wanted to um, so I'm trying to find the, the uh, champagne right they don't have private housing statistics the university does not because of um, privacy rights and that. I don't know who I am. <laughs> what? So yeah, I don't want to know who I am. <laughs> <laughs> and we are returning. Who's good at kind of organizing your economics? Right? You should be able to do that. <laughs> I don't know. Just point out something interesting. Stats. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. So I didn't have everything prepared. I wanted to, but. That's all right. We're going to kind of work at this together. I talked to Scott Beatty. I asked him if uh, he knew some scriptures that really support a notion of diversity being a kingdom value. Um, and he gave me some, and I didn't have the time to look it up. I tried to beforehand, but since I got two hours of sleep last night, I didn't read. So he did mention Genesis 24. John 4, Acts 10, Galatians 7 and 11. Anybody else bring a Bible by chance? I mean, I didn't. Yeah, I hear about them. You do? Yeah. Okay. I didn't give any heads up on that. Probably should just give that coming after Well, okay. Yeah. If I approve. Oh, no, that is cool. So, could you, you know, Genesis yes. chapter 11, that's about the time Babel. Hey, so Joey told me that Katie suggested this before about having a list of, like, terms. I think that would be really nice, especially for people who are new and missed our previous discussion about defining those particular terms. Okay, so I we think can all be meeting. Yeah, exactly. like that way we can be all on the same level when we're using these terms. Okay. I think that's a very wise thing to do. Um, hey, Colin. <laughs> so, um... Yeah, we're here talking about, well, trying to assess, is valuing, seeking diversity really a kingdom value, really biblical? And we're trying to... Um, we do have, uh, we are, we were recording up until now. If that's something you'd rather not have, that's perfectly okay. Something you okay with? Um, yeah. Okay. No problem. Stay from the microphone who was here. Stay who's here? Yeah. Sure. We're going to do a podcast with this. Okay. This is race discussion. Number three. Please wait. Um, we have uh, Adam Skinner. Morning. My, yes, it is evening. Um, myself, Jerome Bell. We have Kim DeVell, Eric Foyt, Chris Varghese, Colin Anetti, and Katie Shastin. All right, so so we need to write down a list of terms. Okay, we'll do that. Well, Colin, you might be the only one who doesn't know the terminology we 
took the time, a lot of time. <laughs> yeah. Yes. But we'll, a lot of hopefully, on the fly, we'll just help you and fill okay. you in on it. Um, so if you can look up Genesis chapter 11, John 4. I have not looked these up ahead of time, so this is, we'll see what it is. Um, trusting you guys to say what it's about and probably know these scriptures, so hopefully it's just enough to jog our memory. Um, for Genesis 11, basically um, after the flood, they had been all congregated in one area, angry about that, um, like they can name it, angry because um, they were pretty much just not not filling the earth, which um, they have to move uh, away, basically. So do you guys believe, like, in that passage, like, like there was already people who looked different and... God just confused their languages and it happened to be like people who looked the same, spoke the same language or something like that. It was a flood to wipe out everything. And these were all people who were related, right? All, so presumably this was all the same, I guess you could say from the same ethnic group. That does bring up where, say biological race because we disproved that. <laughs> but people who don't look like other people came from. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Divergence of looks. Well, a lot of study has gone in. I have, I've been told that if you look at the different sons of uh, Noah, we know which people groups, in essence, came. So I believe one of them is Ham. Yeah, Ham was supposed to be darkly pigmented, wasn't it? Right, right. So that, and I believe that's known where they uh, settled, and it corresponds to different people groups and who happen to have so now before Noah, I'm not sure, but thought can't necessarily think that they're all one ethnic group because if you marry, you know, true out of um, of another of another tribe, really, they're going to be whoever they uh, look like and they're going to have whatever features they have. Some uh, prohibitions against that were taken out of context to say, hey, don't mix, but. Yeah, because Abraham was after. Abraham's after. It's right after. No, though. The only time scripture where a people group cannot marry another people group is with Jews, and that was for a religious reason, not yeah. an ethnic reason. Right. That wouldn't have, you know, that wouldn't have existed as, as something. But that—that that is my understanding of the different features and different looking people. Even within Noah's family, they could. But we can. Um, if that that possibly could be an area to and just simply understanding physical sense. And did you you also had I think you had the second part of that question. Okay. Or were they split up by looks? Yeah, yeah. That it it wasn't back that patterning to happen. We, so we don't know if say God confused the language according to bribes. Right. Those who were already of the same tribe and thus already of somewhat identity I may have further united them and we don't I mean that that could have been a way he had done it as opposed to absolutely random we don't know we just know that I don't think God is random <laughs> well I'm just saying I don't know the scriptures don't say specifically he could have done it according to the tribes that were already forming separating out at that point a reason we were studying the flow of genes within Isaiah for example is sex on itself the way you can't with just on a long enough time for certain Certain alleles, certain genes in there will just go to exchange. Certain others will go to Asian, meaning they become. So if you got to split them up into small enough, that would force uh, pretty distinct. There wasn't a lot of cross, to, you know, cross group reading. You had John four. 
What did you, what, what's in John 4? Uh, John 4, Roman at the level. But uh, the or that is from heaven onward. When I met a Samaritan woman came to drink water, Jesus said to her, would you give me a drink? And his disciples had gone into town of food. And as a Samaritan, you're a Jew and I'm a Samaritan woman. Or Jews do not associate. saw that these... Uh, do you think that the Jew versus Samaritan was that primarily an What word is Samaritan? The Samaritan refers to Samaria, which is geographical. Yeah. I thought they were but mixed though. They were, in essence, considered half breeds. Yes. Okay. Because I don't, I don't know the specific. Like in northern Israel, when the two kings were uh, broken up, it was in Israel, and Israel got, I think it was Assyria came in, and they took a lot of the people and shipped them out. And the people that were left, they pushed other people in, other mm-hmm. ethnic groups in. So everybody in that area began breeding them. And yeah. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> um, yeah. so that was uh, the method of like the Assyrians to roll the groups because you, you separate them, fragment them, right. and put them all together. So it, was, it wasn't pure Jew bloodline. When the other Jews came back later from they had left and then come back, then would you then consider that? Pretty sure it's... Um, I mean, just off the bat, they knew that. Well, they developed the uh, attitude of, you know, yeah, the, uh, you have these. I don't know if you know Eric, but um, I heard that the the source of American people was it was had to do with some kind of body took advantage of someone else, and in essence, they're kind of like the descendants of that. Yeah, or maybe or unless I'm, but they definitely w- would see them ethnically as for about a lot. No, but I. I American people is like the result of like it wasn't consensual. Like it was, it was like some kind of molesting and at some point in time. But then those people grew in number and became. I think it should maybe the groups they were mixed with, but they're at least okay. half true. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. For us, is that is just part of a different. We're not supposed to. Well, if Jesus is saying, yeah. well, clearly he he's very consistent with the theological view. Would have I guess. I would think that what stood out more was the fact that they, they were, in essence, they hated each other. Like, this was not a friendly relationship. They were, didn't, oil and water, you just didn't mix. And it does it unclean. Like, in the, the verse, what note is, or do not use Right, right. But I wonder, like, the apostles only preached to Gentiles, like, after death and the resurrection, right? Like, so why did Jesus preach to this woman? It's like, it wasn't originally, he was only preaching to the Jews. Yeah, or unless he considered the Samaritan woman like... I mean, because remember when he... Uh, in, in essence, he says, you know, yeah. he basically calls her a dog. <laughs> and dogs get the crumbs that fall. He grants her her request, even though she's a Gentile. So, yeah, um, that is that's so the, it's not the... That's definitely not the only time where he has interacted with Gentiles. He says, though, it, it, it's first to the Jew, and it's not like it was some brand new thing, but... There was an order in which it had to come. So the Jews didn't consider Samaritans like Gentiles, they just considered free, it, no, like I'm, even I'm, worse or something like that? Yeah, I'm pretty sure they, in essence, I mean, since they happen to be half Jewish, they might have a specific, say, animal, but at the end of the day, they just see them as unclean Gentiles. You know? mm-hmm. But that was, I mean, certainly, in Jewish would knew it was ethnic, you know, thing, as opposed to only just the religious differences. Is, was that also the question him on the theology of life? Yes, our answer is okay. And you had Acts 10. What is there? Um, this is where, um, oh, I've never eaten an Through that, God says, and it happens like a total of four times. And right after that, he's called to releases, and he had been expecting it. Basically, 
and he was fear was gonna be coming to his heart. What happens out of that is like Peter begins to see that like God him to preach by them having the law that it's un or it's like illegal to associate with like, doesn't see it that way. And does preach the gospel to them. Truly I understand that God shows me. anyone who fears him and does what Peter says, Truly I understand that God shows me. but in every nation anyone who But what do we get from that? Remember that it's only uh, I think I believe we said those three possibilities. Either the culture that exists amongst a good thing, bad thing, or God is simply neutral towards it. So mm-hmm. we, we are hoping to get, is there another category? Well, I mean, like, I guess I don't really agree that there's a such thing as neutrality of God. Well, at, at least as of last time, that's, we, we said it must, I mean, okay, you personally don't think there is anything neutral, but... Well, as a group... I mean, I agree it's either good or bad, at least those two. I mean, it's the neutrality, I guess, that I think if there's Cause a Because otherwise, why would it? Yeah, I mean, I mean, like Jesus says, if you're not with me, you're against me. It's like, I feel like he's always been really, like, it's either good or bad. Without seeing with or against. Like, I'm, I'm overgeneralizing that statement, I guess. Mm-hmm. What if it was this or that? No middle ground would be made. Thos versus Basil Festa. You'd have to black and white, uh, red or green. Do you think you'd have to just pick one, or do you think God's like? Yeah, I mean, I think I said that last time. Like, if you're like choosing between apples and oranges, I feel like they're both good. It's not like they're neutral. Because God created both of them. It's good to that. They're both good. But you were forcing a choice between them, so it would yeah, be which choice. They're both good. It's not like there's only one good thing, you know. So they can it can be neutral which good thing you choose. <laughs> I think okay, <laughs> but then it, if if you take that understanding, then the, then everything would still be categorized. As but it just when it comes to choice amongst the good, there is no good and bad there. I, I, I get what you're saying. Everything can be either good or bad, but choosing between two bad things or two good things may not be a good idea or a bad idea. Terrible, terrible wording. (laughs) So, I was thinking about this last time. I think it's safe to say that one's culture is a fundamental part. If we can accept that, then if it's a fundamental part of who we are, then everything about us, everything about us, who we are, is glorifying to God. All the things that are the inside of who, what makes us who we are, is either glorifying to God or not. So I guess uh, my, my question is, this is just my reasoning. I was just wondering, where do you guys see that? I mean, first of all, I mean, do you agree or disagree that culture is a fundamental part of who? Yes, you can't really avoid you have some culture. Why am I saying big? And we don't. <laughs> let's be real. We, well, that's true. When when you talk about like, why does the term white culture sound funny? It does, right? Because you know, you have culture as deviation from the mainstream. We think difference. Of course, the mainstream is still different from everything else. Difficult from the mainstream. So, and so. Like, if a person were to say, you know, that they're a nonconformist, they're still conforming to nonconformity. You know, true. The culture of nonconformity. Uh, a lot of our like unchangeable or very 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 difficult to change like beliefs come from like when we're growing up when we don't have any control over like what we think I don't know if you were thinking when you were like I wasn't (laughs) and like obviously our culture is going to influence that like our parents and people around us yeah we're always working off of (laughs) this is who we are fundamentally well if that can be taken then 
as all things which are a fundamental um, is it safe to say that that's either glorifying to God or rebellion to God i.e. that is a good thing or a bad thing everything so like take a given person mm-hmm. all the stuff that that makes them them mm-hmm. all the things that is is a part of that person those all those things are either glorifying to God or it's not it's inside. I don't think you can say like the entire thing is good like I'd say there are th- like parts of it that are good and parts of it that still need to be redeemed, if you will. Well, that's best. Parts of an individual or parts of a culture. Uh, that's hard to distinguish from well, I was at least trying to get at the individual, so I am trying to describe what you're saying. I'm saying, within, is it true that within all humans, all this, okay, so take a given individual, what makes them them, every single thing that, that makes them who they rebellion from God, glorifying to God. Each piece. Yes, taking each piece. Not, I'm not saying as a whole. I'm saying each piece that makes and builds them up. Each of those pieces are either glorifying to God and rebelling and rebellion against Him. So it is um, knowing that we are God's image that is a reflection of who God is and uh, show His glory through us. Or if that's not the case, rebelling against Him, glorifying Him. Like, well, Chris was arguing against what I'm going to say earlier. But uh, some things don't seem like either glorifying nor rebelling. That's like I don't really think of that as glorifying God. That's not fundamental. I, okay, maybe I'm not being specific. Like your character. Like oh, what your makes character. you you? Okay. So yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. I'm not, I'm not so much saying like what you do, but I'm saying what makes you. you. I mean the things that help you decide what to do, like your mindset, your yeah, yeah, just, just yeah. I, I guess what it really comes down to is all the things that make up your character. A creator. If one of that glory to artists and the author, what they create, and if by that token, take things that make us different, whether neutral if it exists or good, and old tapestry that brings glory to the one who put away, as opposed to us all being. So, do you think uh, certain traits have like multiple good, like like a category like of what's fundamental to you? Like I don't. Perhaps, perhaps character. I mean, I know what you're talking about, but I can't think of how to split it in like categories. But if you're saying that like cultures can have different values, then those specific values are going to be different for some cultures. Or do you think all cultures should have all the same values? Well, that's such a large portion of culture that I suppose it could, but it would weigh a lot of what we. Isn't that what makes two different cultures different, though? Mostly. I mean, other than customs like food, clothing, language. But and that all comes from the values. You a lot of it does, yeah. Yeah, values is in many ways the basis of culture. And do you think a specific value? There can be multiple good aspects of a specific value. Yeah, yeah I'm just giving it. Um, like saying two different. Well, I can't. I don't know thing. how to like pick a specific value because yeah. like that's really hard because there's a lot of overlapping values as well. Hard to like pinpoint one that doesn't. What are just two different types of music? <laughs> <laughs> Well, um, Use what? Two different types of music. Ultra A likes uh, that classical. Fundamental to who you personally. No, but it's a part of the expression. Yeah, it's an expression of culture, and that both can be good. Like one that isn't based on her really about about like uh, sort of a a Puritan restraint. It's a very good thing. Live as simply as you can. Sort of asceticism, you know, Mongolian or or not Mongolian, but you know that just that, like asceticism versus a culture that's really into 
maybe the builders of some of the great cathedrals that were that versus cultures like the Puritans who thought that God was glorified in our restraint. Very contrasting cultures have, yet both of them have been attempted as ways to glorify God. There's a specific value that can be glorified God. I believe so. God. God is so many things. A lot of times it's, for us human beings it's hard to understand the fullness of God. So, my opinion, it's very easy to see how in the same thing there can be many different aspects like for instance God is a conquering king he is mighty he is power yet he is gentle as a lamb those are two seemingly contradictory things but because he is God and he is so great he can be both at the same time so you have say either one individual versus another individual or sometimes even one culture versus another culture emphasize the, the, maje the majesty and the power another will recognize the tenderness gentleness Peace of God. Both are true at the same time. So both cultures are equally reflecting God. At the same time. And to, to kind of explain what I was saying about one's uh, character, it's like if I look at you, Colin, like if I get to know you, get to know what you value, get to know your quirks, get to know just who, who it is that Colin is, you know, every little thing about you is either something glorifying to God, a reflection of God, some way, or it's areas where you're falling short and you're in rebellion against God. So I was trying to see if it's if it's um, if we can reason that the same way where I can look at you and say every little thing about you, reflection of God, or because you you falling short like all people is everything about you because you were made to be that way. So culture is one of those fundamental things. Amongst all other things that makes you you, culture is one of those things that is you common. Thus, culture is something that is a reflection of God, image of God, some specific way, or that that culture within you. And I'm not even necessarily talking about cult, like culture as a whole, but like aspects of culture that's within re reflection of God. Aspects of your culture that's rebellion against God. Will so, I guess that was kind of what I was thinking going away from last week. I, I, I mean, you all, really, I mean, I want to hear what you all have to say, where you're coming from, if you, where you disagree or whatever. Um, I see it as every little thing about a person, they're reflective of God, we are made in this image, or it's in rebellion against God. Because culture, without argument, one of those things that culture that is within you is either showing God's image or it's in rebellion against God. Thus, if that's if that truly is the case, if that's truly the case, then we have to understand that culture itself is something is reflective of God. Because all human beings have it as a fundamental portion of who they are. Thus, since everything about a human being is um, reflective of God, so is culture. Since you know, human beings we create culture if we are in rebellion against God, our culture can or portions of our culture. But as human beings being in, in his image, the culture, which is... And if that's the case, then we cannot look at culture in a neutral way. Like, yeah, it's there, but God doesn't really care about it. Culture will be a fundamental part of us, and thus it is something that is reflected. Thus culture is not anything trivial. It's something that is reflected. One of the ways human beings express the image of the Creator is through our culture. That's, that's kind of what I was thinking about. I just want to hear where you guys 
uh, where you guys are coming from or how you might see that. So when you say culture, do you mean like what is environment or culture of things that they do, all, like all those things? Or is it more of like an identity? I guess especially, I guess, well, I guess what I'm really referring to is like the value in that culture. So like the right. external, what the culture looks well, like. Yeah, value. right. Okay. So, so what the culture like looks like. Versus yeah. Okay. So going with like Eric's example of music, like one thing I can think of is like, I feel like God creates good and like evil is actually just a distortion of what's already good like it's not a creation that's why i don't believe in neutral because something is good and then evil is the corruption of it like take for example in music we have white metal and black metal they sound exactly the same except black metal is satanic lyrics rather than christian lyrics but some of it oh <laughs> uh, yeah okay maybe right. i'm being a I'll bit general it. here right. but yeah, basically, I feel like, you know, I can't, I'm not, like, some people say, like, the devil made rock. I mean, I don't believe that. I feel like we're, like, I don't think, like, evil is a creation. Like, like we create something that, and it's inherently evil. I feel like God is the only one who actually creates things, you know, and then evil would be a distortion of what God intended for that thing to be. Everything is either healthy cell doing what it's supposed to, corruption of that going contrary to it. There are no cells that just float around us. That's what they were meant to do, you know. I was like, I'd be keep coming <laughs> Does make sense, the whole uh, no neutrality thing. And that probably is a productive thing, both as individuals and no neutral ground on things. It's important not to get too black and white us and them because that just blindness sometimes. It, it does have value to assume that it's possibility of us to do because hey it's neutral forces us to be more mindful. but it depends on what you're so saying that it's neutral is saying that it could go well, like it nothing oh you're saying that's the new definition of neutral that's what i see <laughs> neutral as. okay like like a lot of things we do in this life evil reason then we <laughs> <laughs> i love it from those metaphors evil apples have in genesis <laughs> so they don't know if it was an apple it was I an apple they think it's <laughs> something, but I think uh, Paul even says something about. Yeah, I guess I think he says everything is permissible for me, but I'll mm -hmm. everything being permissible. Jurassic Park lesson, you know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Freedom in Christ to do a lot of things. If that's acceptable definition of local definition for our purposes of neutral, basically is just based for something that could go or bad depending on go ahead and try to more accurately good and evil because when I agree that they're I'm starting to agree with you good and the only neutral ground is um, things that could be one or the other have the potential to it but are not absolutely neutral you know they won't stay neutral so when you were saying that uh, everything you do is either glorifying to God or in rebellion against God mm -hmm. that almost it may be the language that was used that suggests, are you sure? Because glorifying is a very strong word. You know, it implies uh, a mindful act of, I am doing this for God. I am trying to bring him glory. It's a straightforward thing. And then rebellion, is, I am intentionally doing this thing, go contrary to whatever you're saying. We can simplify that fairly directly glorifying God in the mindful, intentional sense. That everything is either pleasing to God, or according to his will, or contrary to his will for us. Because that seems like it would roll up over 
just about everything. Whereas we might not look at you know the book reading or the apple eating as glorification or rebellion, but we could perhaps look at those as pleasing. I think the problem is like when we say glorifying to God, like we always like jump to the extreme of doing missionary work. Don't look at like eating as bringing glory to God. I mean, I think if we keep in mind, hey, this food comes from God and we realize that, I feel like we are bringing glory to God. We don't need to do huge acts. Mm-hmm. see a lot in uh, Eastern cultures, if I may, that you don't seem to see so much Western cultures or in historically Western whole things like eating a meal. It's, you know, I was hungry, I ate. No, I'm not hungry. Cool. You can say, this is food that was created by God for an energy look at things in that to make it easier to see things. In. This is a, um, a workable definition of what? Um, good band neutral. Yeah. So, we, we, need, we, we need to do write that down. We could write that down. So, so what's our degree upon fiction? Did you kind of already do that? Yeah. Okay, good. Because I want to see with what Chris said and let's, you know, record and keep wisdom and not reinvent the wheel every time. You know, right. yeah. it'll save us some time. So what do you have um, down for that? So where does intention come in? Like, an action itself doesn't seem to be good or evil. A lot of it's like you're eating a meal just because like you're eating a meal versus like eating a meal. So you're like, well, this food is made by God. This is good. And I'm, I, I need to go out and, and do like that would seem like would be good versus just eating a meal. Dustin and Tim and Rich like just lots of gluttony. I'm bored. I'm gonna eat or uh, whatever. I ate some more, but this looks real good. I don't. But even like, isn't the Intention of like thinking about God like important because like you could be hungry and eat but not necessarily like glorify God. Completely thinking about the meal you're eating and not thinking about where it's coming from. Would probably gonna be some disagree disagree and then talk about that. But do you think that since using food is something that God created with the intent that we would be eating it, think that eating that facilitating its purpose as part of God's creation. Is intrinsically or potentially, I'll put both out there, if you're not doing it, as you said, mindfully for a specific reason, but it's there to be eaten and God put it there for you. It's in fact a good thing by our working definition of doing God's intention. I have thought you know, it is the, the act is intrinsically good nourishing your body, taking care of the temple dwelling. So it is an, 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 by itself it is intrinsically good, but there is still as Eric Mill make it you can still in that sense, I guess, keep it a good thing or deviate and turn it from what intrinsically is so a good thing. The common thread of what Chris was saying with all, like all creation corrupted from its original. And default, since God made it, is that we, uh, we kind of hit on some lower level stuff, but because we still need to address this issue about culture, we need to understanding. Now, I, I explained my reasoning, but we need to be honest and critical and see if what is... Have we discussed a solid basis for culture being of any spiritual significance? <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, have we just spent the last hour... Half, 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 um, if we just spent the last half hour uh, deciding that everything was or had the potential to be and eventually would be so we uh, be good or bad that we have effectively eliminated the haven't we all just swooping that elements of culture have to be good or bad like that's pretty that to you all <laughs> true
I guess I would say that artistic culture in San Glory. Elements of other parts, you know. <laughs> 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 Using like Chris's definition, would you think culture is intrinsically good? It's like culture. We have to live. We, we have to live with each other, or else we won't be able to like survive or be happy. So, culture is intrinsically good. Like seems to suggest, like what Chris was saying, we distort and twist it, which is what makes that adding without sacrifice. Who mm. decides what gets added and what doesn't? Who decides what gets added and what doesn't? You may want to pick a less loaded topic. Some of us might think that's evil. That's what I was saying. That's why I was going for the borderline. People could say both things. I would say that capitalism, before starting a tangent, has the potential, and the idea itself is our definition of neutral has the potential to be good or bad. Mm -hmm. But humans have screwed up just about every form of economic. Who we, uh, <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's one of those things that could be good or bad. I mean, there was a very convincing argument made at All Campus Worship last year about basically how the Book of Acts is the pure form of communism, kind that hasn't been screwed up by power struggles. Excellent point. <laughs> so I, I kind of, I mean, in my response to that comment, because I'm kind of pulling from both Chris and Eric's uh, definition, like, because human beings are in God's image, anything that comes from us naturally will be less we are rebelling against it. Culture undeniably naturally comes from human beings. So I have to, have to say that culture is a reflection of God. Within that culture, when we, when we choose to rebel through culture, which we have done, then those elements of culture, we culture naturally come beings, and we are inherently made in God's do. Being who we are is, is reflect God. Culture is, in part, culture is a natural system Put enough people on a deserted island eventually, quickly, they're all going to more or less spontaneously, naturally decide, okay, how to form that's as natural. If that can come natural, as we just established, wouldn't culture by the same token. Within your own example of economics, I think uh, a lot of the divisions, like the divisions of labor and the divisions of uh, goods, come from uh, greed rather than necessity or like natural human instinct. Like, like we divide up labor and say you're going to get this for your labor because, like, in order to not get screwed by doing work and then not get anything, because we don't trust that other people, will, we we don't trust that other people are willing to take care of us, I guess. I mean, I think that's why I kind of learned if you're an economics major, you're probably more knowledgeable on the subject than I am. I hadn't thought about it like that, but I would I mean, I guess it's right with the whole, uh, what is it called, prisoner's dilemma? Yeah, it's prisoner's Yeah, with the whole, if you person's going to do what makes the most logical sense to always the essence of that. They always think the best option for you. Right, which is a not-so-good option for that. But I, I agree with you that um, that systems of economy very frequently uh, do end up being power grabs and just trying to watch out for ourselves and for others. But I don't think I think that's another corruption of what it could be. I don't think that it, because even realized if it exists, perfect society, you know, in one that we all genuinely do work together for the greater good and do care about each other, there would still be a division of labor. Uh, there might not be a private economy in our own amassing wealth, but that would be just a different system of economy, basically. 
We still have sort of that framework. You're saying that being the concept of having something individual, which essentially is capitalism, uh, whether that's a good or bad thing, it may spring from greed. And then, but I'm just saying, my example was a system of organizing some way. That being neutral. Can't that be intrinsically good though? Like if you you like you want all your people to be taken care of, like all the people in your group. So then, obviously, you don't want all the people doing the same thing. Like you're going to have a division of labor, like naturally, because you need more than one task to get done. And then, yeah, everyone does their own task. And then, I guess it's more of it's like a communist thing. But like, can that be intrinsically good versus like evil. Is there other than semantically a difference between definition of or something that is good but could go bad? If we've decided that the default is good, group neutral. Or are well, we I, redefining it again? I, I think, I think we're going that probably maybe we are. I just to at least clarify what I said. I think I kind of maybe I kind of started the circle, yeah. but um, I guess what I'm saying is that everything, like since everything God made good, everything is good. Like I mean, the default is that things are inherently good, but. Like, God is the creator, right? Like, right. nobody else creates things. Right. We just alter them. Yeah. Right. So it's them. like, everything is inherently good. So if you engage in that which is, you're engaging in that which is good. You can twist it, though. So I, I, I guess I'm leaning more towards everything by default is good, but maybe... maybe and, 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 and I, what I want to say is, like, we need to keep the concept that was described of neutrality, but not call it neutrality. <laughs> like, I mean, that, and that's just, I guess that's what I'm saying. That's why I'm, I'm creating this circle, but it's like... Why don't you say it's neutral, and then once you've taken an action with it, you can't. Yeah, yeah, that's good. Yeah. I mean, if you've so, you kept it the way it's supposed to be, then it's good. Okay. If, you, if, if you've altered it. Corollary that with what you are is good, I would... That is the only creator, as we established. All created things are good, but not all alter things are. Yeah, that's fine. Okay. okay. So, okay, so then all created things are good. Okay, but God didn't directly create culture. Yeah, like, I was just thinking about so, it, and I think going along with that line... Man-made. Yeah, but the thing, like, going along with that line, like, like, God put his image in us, right? Yeah. And we we, you know, express that image and, like, I guess collectively, like, culture is created because we're expressing what's inside of us. And I guess culture would be just, well, see, like, the that, byproduct of that. that that's kind of what my, like, since we are in God's image, Joey Crawford's in the house. <laughs> um, <laughs> since human beings are in God's image, anything that naturally flows from us, not from us, but is a result of us being God's image. That's literally what we are made to be. Culture undeniably naturally flows from us. So thus I'm saying culture. Well, okay, take your example. He, he made that analogy of the island, right? Yeah. So you put a group of people on the island. Over time they develop relations and they do. And eventually what happens is people value people differently. Supermodels on the island or outcasts <laughs> on the island, everything. I would argue that that would happen naturally. That, that okay, so, okay. And then I figured this was going to come up. There, we, since we are made in God's image, we do things naturally that is reflective of God. Mm -hmm. that way. But 
we also have our sin. It is natural for us to sin. That is kind of the, that's, I think, the whole reason why all of this gets hairy in the first place. Because we do have this dual nature. And when this, it, I, I, I held my tongue when we started talking about the economics. <laughs> but a lot of times what comes natural for us is evil. But also a lot of times what comes natural for us is just us reflecting God as we are made to be. But then we and can't I think, think there's something that's coming. Right, exactly. Exactly. So we can't so just because something is natural for us doesn't mean it is inherently good then. Mm. So then I guess what I was getting at is when I'm talking about culture I'm, I'm really when I think of culture I, I really see the values behind it as the biggest thing. I think the values behind the culture is really the the benchmarkers of that. It just played out in different ways, depending on you know, the environment they live on and their history, etc. But so, with that said, the values that come out of that culture, those values are either reflected because you're in the image of God or values because you're in the of God. Yeah. Culture is not, you can't make the argument that culture is 100% in rebellion of God. So then, where does the other part come from? Made up. It's just there, don't worry about it. Well, it's naturally coming from us. We can see that it is not evil. Then it must be one hundred percent. Why couldn't it be one hundred percent? Well, I mean, it could, but like, that's like yeah. I mean, <laughs> you, you can't. You, yeah, you can't. You can't. I mean, that's that's like saying a person who's a hundred percent bad. <laughs> like, you can't be because that would be a completely self-destructive life, and you literally kill yourself. Yeah, you can't be a hundred percent bad. It's uh, about before what? Well, okay. Exact phrasing, but it said everybody. Yeah, yeah, but they, they're not in It doesn't mean that 100%, literally everything they're doing is completely bad. I mean, even <laughs> Zelda, even a lot of it was. Like, yeah, even, even 90% is not 100%. You know what I'm saying? You can't. That's right. Mark Bidibine completely. Right, you, you, just, you just can't, because that's who you're finally made to be. And you're not taking that away from yourself. You are, and hypothetically, if you were 100% evil, it's just completely self destructive. You would just be dead, and so even like so. I mean, if if nothing else, even okay, people are selfish. Valuing your own life is something good. You are valuing your life. Now, you may struggle to value other people's lives, but you are valuing your own life. Not everybody values their own life. That's why they attempt suicide. This is moving into the sort of without knowledge of God. Of course, of course. Wait, wait, what? Wait, what? Yeah, without knowledge of can you do it without knowledge of God? Yeah. Can you do it? That's a good question. Well, well, the law is written in our hearts, right? That's straight from the Bible. Like, I mean, like the knowledge of good and evil. Like, we do have a written law in us. We don't, like, know, like, perfectly what the law is, but we do have the sense of right and wrong within us. But, I mean, like, I'm not sure if I agree with the whole total depravity thing, if that's what you're talking about. Or even just going along with their culture. Um, living for God or in accordance with God or being good in the traditional way. Mm -hmm. But, throw an example out there, um, one can say that no atheists do clearly not, you know, in, in the right direction as God intended, but they are nonetheless still capable of it, mm -hmm. some of which is the type of favor. I mean, there yeah, are issues right now about the polar bears. If they're doing, we'd say, maybe little things. Yeah, they don't without have knowledge of God, are, which are you defining? Well, they're, they're taking actions that we see as good actions, but as they're taking them, they're, say, the quote-unquote neutral. And then, then we say, okay, is this an evil thing or a good thing? Why are they doing them? Say they're doing them because it makes it feel good. 
to help other people or say they're doing them. There's a whole bunch of things that, that would cause them to do those good actions, but are not necessarily good things. Yeah. I'm just using this example. Okay. Um, that is a really good question. I mean, yeah, it honestly seems <laughs> kind of like a gray area. I mean, because yeah. it's like some people do have a conviction that is godly, but they don't know why. Yeah. Some people, like, I mean, spiritual gifts. There we go. Everybody has some sort of gift. If somebody has the gift of hospitality, they're going to be ho hospitable to people. They don't know why they are. They just are. They need to be told that they are in the image of God, and that comes from God, etc. So, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I would kind of say they're... I, I guess I'll be humble and say I don't know. But I guess the previous I just thought they're just glorifying God in their in ignorance. <laughs> like, they don't, like, they're glorifying a God that they don't even know because they're just... I think it's possible, yeah. I think they're just doing the right thing out of ignorance. I didn't mean to, like, sidetrack everything. I just, oh, I, I, I know. know. Thank you. I'm I mean, just saying I don't know. And it seemed like we were setting that in stone. So okay. Well, thank you. Yeah, bringing that up. Intention matters. Yeah, does. Yeah. But perhaps we could reconcile that by saying that does have value. But the action also do something. But the intent would still be good. Do something of... But what you do still ends up good. Well, the, the real question is like, without like thinking about God, can you actually do something that can be considered good? Like, if you're helping other people for selfish reasons. Is that like if 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 I'm like okay, you're another person made in God's image, so I'm going to help you because God created you. Like that's something that's good. Like, wouldn't you agree? Yeah, definitely. But like, if I'm like, well. I like helping people. It makes me feel really good about myself. Like, and I help you. Am I necessarily like? I don't know if that's good without, without uh, God. Like, without giving God credit and everything. Basically, I was that kind of? You were the first example doing helping me for the right. Your intention was good. What you did was good. You're helping me for the wrong reasons. Your intention, was but your help was still good. I think that they. Are independent of each other. Yeah, yeah. Because the thing is, there are people. I mean, in this world that are not like aware of the gospels, like, and they they're probably gonna die before they ever get to it. And so, I mean, I'm sure they're judged on the standards that they are aware of, not on the ones that they aren't. And so, I mean, like, if you go along the line with like only thinking about doing things glorifying God, like, then they are never capable of doing good, and they're just completely, everything they do is completely worthless. It doesn't <laughs> seem to make sense. Yeah, I mean, yeah. But are you, like, even if you're doing a good action, are you really doing good? I think you, you are looking at it, at, well, I mean, um, Eric and Colin, I think you are looking at it as kind of a, an atomic thing, all or nothing. What we decided? Well, well I'm good or evil, but... I still say the intent and the activity. I think there are degrees to good, though. Right? Well, I, I, I think my I think where I'm thinking personally, God sees the do separately. I guess kind of like He said, He can give you credit for doing the good thing, but He can't give you credit for your intention. So it's like you're doing the work is not complete. You tried to do a good work, but you haven't done it to completion, so your good work is not complete. Rather than saying your good your good work is non-existent, uh, so I'm not saying like the activist or that. No, no, I, I'm just but but that's what you're describing. You're saying it's all or nothing. Either you have yeah. the two requirements, 
the action and the intent is good, and then you can make your tally. You've done something good. <laughs> Otherwise, anything short of that, you can't make that tally and say you did something good. And I'm and I'm saying perhaps it's 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 more God sees the the two aspects of it. Saying, look, on the whole, that that work you tried to do is incomplete, but I can you I can give you. Um, you know what I'm saying? It's yeah, like, perhaps, points. like, I mean, we're, we're getting really kind of ticky tacky and technical, so it's, it's, it's getting really hard. But it's like, I don't, I don't think God sees, I, I would like, especially like if, if, if in, in the, in especially specifically in a case where people don't know about God, but they are doing what's their heart is made to do, like. They like the gift of hospitality. They don't know why they do it. They're not acknowledging God. But they're doing what their heart is made to do. I think, I don't think God sees us completely, I think he sees it as something that's incomplete, rather something that's completely, this was not, this was in rebellion, you know, because I don't think it's an all or nothing type thing. I think God sees it as kind of what it is, like you're not quite there yet, but you're, but you're, you're getting there. You can take some credit for doing that which is good and, and following your heart which was good, but you can't have full say, you know, credit and acknowledgement of what you did because you're not you don't have a reason why of why you really did it. And you're not acknowledging where that even came from. So I, I think we're searching for absolutes, but I don't know if that's necessary in God's eyes. How I'm sorry, go ahead. <laughs> So maybe this is, is kind of a reflection of our, our dual nature that we have. That maybe whenever the intention and the action as both being good, that's that's a reflection of. But whenever you have the action but without good intention, that can yeah. be it's like two gates. You gotta get through two. There's <laughs> <laughs> an so, intention gate and an action gate. Yeah. So like humans, we have this dual nature to us that we've already talked about, this godly and the sinful nature. And so maybe it's it's part of our godly nature to do good actions, even if the intention is still somewhat sinful. Maybe this could be a, a reflection of, of that godly, sinful trade-off that we have in our life. Whenever those two are both good, then we're kind of... So are we talking about this in the context of church? Yeah, yeah in a very roundabout way, as usual. Yeah, <laughs> we're, we're trying to understand, in general, what is true about what makes anything good or bad. Or God lied to other cultures. And then we can directly or say we can then apply to whether multiple <laughs> cultures in a diversity is good or bad. We're building. And then, um, uh, I think... <laughs> the air is still breaking. <laughs> huh? I don't agree. <laughs> I feel like the intention is what matters. I feel like uh, if you're not loving someone, when you feed them a biscuit, what's the point? To do anything. But what if but you are loving something. them, but you're not but acknowledging God in it? <laughs> That's yeah. not a complete There's a question. Can you love if you don't love God? You can have oh. the answer. <laughs> yeah. There's worldly yeah. love. I don't know. Love God is. Love. Well, I mean, you can't. No human being loves like God. You can't. No human being does. But you can't say no human being loves at all. We love imperfectly, I guess I'm saying, but yeah. that you can't say that just because we love imperfectly doesn't mean we don't love at all. Because if you want to talk about true love, there's only one one yeah. being that, that has met that criteria, yeah. and that's mm -hmm. God alone. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, all I mean, all human beings, I mean, you're already human beings love, you know. It's just, yeah, I mean, all human beings love. We may love the wrong thing, but we do. again, like you saying, it depends on. Well, 
Who you're loving or what you're loving. Too confused. I retreat. This is a very difficult topic. It is. I would say that we're on the right track. I mean, what Katie said makes total sense to me. And what you were saying before, too. Because that is a pretty useful scenario, Uh the feeding the hungry. That's something that's pretty If you are doing that, Getting them, giving them, you're there to put it on your resume. Selfish reasons. It, in God's will. Walk about you. What? Who, who uh, at Ivy, we had a speaker on uh, how Jesus got the poor. Like, uh, or the whole Bible talks about the poor that often. We can agree that feeding the poor does it, does it, does it cease to be a good thing if you are, you know, if it's just a good thing. God desires that the poor. Before we agreed that actions weren't universal. No, well, that is, yeah. Are we, are we, are we, are we disagreeing yeah. about that? No, no. We, no. we said we said it, it it is. Or is universally good? Off, off the, I thought we said it off the bat. It is <laughs> like inherently a good thing. Yeah, I'm trying to establish that if I mean, do does anyone think or is not necessarily a good thing? I'd say that. Hungry people being fed is a good thing. Right. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. That the hungry being fed. Passive voice. I'm not saying who's doing it. I'm not saying why. I'm just saying that. Oh, hungry being fed is different than What? Okay. okay. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I see what you're saying. I don't. <laughs> people are hungry, getting food, fulfilled, a need, physical need. That's good. That's different from somebody feeding the poor and me declaring that that's good, you know? I'd be, de- if I were to say, oh, that guy's feeding the poor, that's good, I'd be declaring that the action is good, that he's feeding the poor, that's good. I'm saying, more specifically, <laughs> a hungry person being full is good. The, the state of a hungry person being full rather than the action of his being Because yeah. if... if uh, yeah, action, okay, those are two different things, but <laughs> I think they're both good. Yeah, but... That, no, that, that is an important distinction, an action and its result, because it goes back to the intent and action. But if an action is to be deemed good or bad, depending on the, the state that it achieves, and you are achieving the state of the poor being fed, wouldn't that action therefore be... You want me to answer and carry out and draw out this conversation in a completely different direction, or do you just want me to agree? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, the wrong direction. Because I could say, uh, yes, I'm going to feed these poor people by dominating this entire continent, stealing all of their resources, enslaving their children. <laughs> so these poor can be fed. Okay. Um, basically, so it's, it's another mean, it becomes a means to ends game. You're talking zero sum, though. That's different than what we had before. I, I think... Okay, I think I'm agreeing with Adam on this. Like, actions can be inherently good or bad. Like taking advantage of somebody. Yeah, they can. They can be inherently good or bad. The actions, but but I feel like, like that's two intent, different actions. The, I, I guess in, taking advantage. Perhaps every, we're looking at every. Maybe that's the problem. We're looking at every action. We're looking at every potential good or bad thing as an atomic thing. Yeah. Sorry, I see that's terms. Atomic. An atomic operation. <laughs> Anyways, multi-threaded programs. You know, gotcha. Data rooms. No, I don't. Anyway. Um, okay, so in essence, you're looking at the unit as a whole, and you don't, you, you only see, when you see 
an act. You're not looking at it as two components that make it up. You're seeing it as one. So that's and hence you're looking at it at an all or nothing, all or nothing situation. And I think we need to. It's difficult, but I think we need to entertain a little bit more and explore that. Not necessarily, but it is comprised. I don't think. I don't think. I don't think God really sees it as one solid, all-or-nothing act. I think God sees it as they made it part of the way, but it's incomplete. Thus, you cannot say that they are, what they did is, on the whole, completely evil because the fact that they are... But, okay, so uh, if you're going to say that good is like can be broken into components, like, can't evil thoughts produce God's will? Accidentally, I'm sure. Yeah. So you, that, you think that evil thoughts can produce God's will? God can use evil thoughts. Yeah, the thoughts themselves will never be good, but the thought can lead to yeah. a good action. Like Joseph, you will pass. Yes. yes. Still evil what they did, though. Yeah, what they did was evil, <laughs> but the result was good. That's what he was. God did mean it for good. Uh, the aspect that the the all or nothing <laughs> of looking at it. Say, for example, uh, that you have somebody who knows what is good, uh, perhaps uh, perhaps uh, a Christian who knows God, a, a mission going out to try and do good, a real Quixote character, going out trying their best, dedicating their entire life to doing good, but consistently failing at it, never actually, yes, they never accomplished this good state, but was their life in vain? Or was this constant day that that entire life is good because because there was only the intent. Of well, I wouldn't say that. Or okay, if you're intending to do something good, do anything, or fail. I wouldn't call that evil. I mean, it's not. You're not doing evil if you're intending to do good. Then you do evil by intending to do good. Do you think you can? Oh yes. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. Deluded people. Okay. Uh, favorite quote of mine is uh, good. Evil people can do good things. But for good people to do evil things requires religion. Yeah. Not a religious person. <laughs> people, Salem witch trials, they thought they were doing a good thing. They were setting people on fire. I don't think that's in God's will. But isn't part of doing, thinking of doing a good thing, being right about thinking of doing a good thing? Like, if your conceptions of good and evil are wrong, like, how can you do a good thing? Like, your definition of good would just be wrong. So, like, right. even if I consider it good, it's not. Right. So I'm not actually thinking about doing a good thing. I'm thinking about doing an evil thing. Because my conceptions of good and evil are wrong. But anyway, wait. So before about doing... Yeah, I don't, I don't think you can have good... Truly have good intent and do an evil thing. Because if you Strongly actually... If you actually have the concepts of good and evil like properly, like from God, is like right from God, then how could evil come from that? Well, you are assuming <laughs> don't delude and have history on the big hand that down to the person. I think people aren't deluded. I'm concepts of good and evil are wrong. Like, there's a universal good and good and evil. That's, that's all I'm saying. Like, God has good and evil. So, like, if I think I'm doing good, but it, I'm actually, like, my concepts of good and evil are wrong, I'm actually thinking about doing evil. I, I would, we're trying to distinguish intention and action. Intention is what you think you are doing and are in, 
intending to do, you're trying to do this. Intention, uh, the action is very much relevant to absolute good or evil, which is what, you know, kind of what you were saying there with, I intend to do it, but I've got it backwards, so the action I produce is evil. Your intention was good and produced. possible that maybe we're like overgeneralizing the whole good and evil thing, and maybe like God has a very different view of it, and like we are only given like a a piece of it, like like God gave us the law to protect us from sin, right? But following the whole law doesn't necessarily mean you're doing God's will, because you know God's will is just really grand scale. We we don't know it entirely, and like we're only grabbing bits and pieces of it. Well, I'm trying to think what what God is saying. I don't think we're actually on a tangent. I think we're gonna try to reason. We need reason, and I think Eric brought it up because I think I mean, culture has resulted, but what about those who don't acknowledge God? Solidly based, according to your culture, you are trying to act on the absolute scale. Be like an evil, or like a glorifying aspect of both. No, the, even having the intention in the first place, which is misplaced, would be... We're operating under the death something that is pleasing to God, right. and trying to do the right thing, I believe, would be pleasing to God. The result could definitely be horribly awry, which would not at all be pleasing to God. The whole missile point of why you and I are, if you just been punched in the gut, good for a vision. The whole reason is that whole, what do you use in place of atomic so I can stop using that? <laughs> that, yeah, that whole singular all or nothing versus a component view of it. You explain to me that whole, you know. Uh, I don't know that I do. It's just, it's so complicated to say that it's much, okay, I'll, I'll put it this way. <laughs> It's much easier to just say every human is bad. Okay, I take that back. I'm not going to say that every human is bad. But it, it's like Chris was saying, what, what is pleasing to God? Is following the law pleasing to God when you're in a simple state? The only thing that's, that I can see that's, that's like pleasing to God is obedience. Mm -hmm. And it only comes after, really, that you know him, mm -hmm. that that the Bible says that that, that is good. And I, but I won't deny that like a mother loving her child or taking care of her child is a good thing. So that's why I grimace, because it's like, I see where you're coming from, the component, a mother and a child, that's good. But in, in the scheme of things, like Chris was saying, what is good? It's obedience. Not obeying the law, but obedience to God. Major atomic theory. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm going to keep telling until we come up with something better. Is, is, um, is the reason your primary motivation in holding the view about morality and ethics that you based on will know them by the fruits, but as in what something produces determines? Is that the fundamental? If because if so, I would have to give some credence to that, considering that that came up in my couple of weeks ago, a specific verse of good cannot be bad through that. While it was in a parable and while verbally. It's probably a different reason, but I can't put my finger on it. Yeah, I didn't, I'm not drawing that from that parable. I would more support what you're saying. I think that would go pretty far against what I'm saying. Really? Well, because the intention and the action, the, the action or the fruits of what you're doing, would correspond to the first that whereas that's really where it's coming from. Could correspond. Yeah, but then we also really agreed that a good. Right. So then, if their fruits are good, 
then that tree is good. But I don't think you can do that conversely. If tree then fruit, you can't do a fruit then tree. I'm trying uh, to keep it in your terms. Actually, <laughs> that passage was an if and only if. Yeah, that was. It wasn't. <laughs> there, there, yeah. Was, there was a clip in this. There was a clip. <laughs> Matt, that's stressful. But that's what makes that passage so hard, though. Yeah. Because it's an if and only if. I mean, because we're not perfect. But we're a good tree, though. I mean, like God looks at us as if we are. Right. I, I think I we know, might have to. We might have to actually take that parable as a parable rather than because we've just spent like an hour and a half proving, or as proving as best we can, that that bad, that good trees at least can be bad. I mean, do we all agree with that? Then what is? I don't think so. <laughs> I don't think a good tree can be. But I. I mean, that's well, what that passage says. It is, it, it, <laughs> well, maybe. It's going to have all sorts of fruit. It's going to have. <laughs> it's going to have some that are dirty, rotten pieces of fruit, and other, you know, this arm of its branch is producing good fruit. But I think. Well, that does seem that, yeah, you're right. That does. That passage does the totality of what's. But I think that is. I think that's. To view that parable, parable that was told to get a point across, or are we to view that parable as morals and ethics textbook, saying that this is an absolute? It's a very strong statement in that parable. I mean, I'm taking it, even taking it as a parable, he's he's he took the time, he he, he emphasized that, that was the 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 absoluteness, even within the parable. But he was emphasizing the absoluteness. Um, I did I did observe that. Uh, talking about that parable, um. When he's speaking about fruit, I, I just remember this now. I didn't think he was talking about action. He was talking about more like the fruits of the spirit, which are like your characteristics, rather than like that your action. That would resolve so nicely. Huh? That would resolve this so nicely. Well, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, because I remember it wasn't yeah. talking about the when fruits of like helping people. It was talking about like that's spiritual true. fruits. Yes. Yes. At least I, that's what I, well, that is what I said when I led my small group. Because I said fruit is, fruit just naturally is something that comes from the tree. Like, that's all it is. And it's a reflection of what kind of tree it is. So, those things, take care of it. So, I, I took it as, you know, what things come from you. So then, that will be more of like your character. What are the fundamental? Based on what comes out of you, it is reflective of what kind of. Wait. So, what is the tree representing? What is the fruit representing? I mean, I, I took I took it as the tree. <laughs> the, the fruit represents like your word. What's truly like your characteristics? Yeah, your char like what's truly inside of you. Yeah, and thus that's what comes out of you. If a tree just represents you and represents your internal characteristics, then that would not contradict a person with good characteristics. Well, it might be. Right. But well, we do have bad characteristics, don't we? Well, we do. I'm certainly not saying that. That we don't. I have certain good characteristics. You can't swear to <laughs> something and bad trees. <laughs> yeah, well, if that's what trees mean. But that, that's what I felt when I did um, craft and study. That was, I'm thinking back of that. What did your guidelines say? <laughs> I got. They don't dictate. Like every little thing. You can't forget that he's talking about that in the context of himself. So Jesus is saying, "What is good is himself in a roundabout way of things," which is leading me to generalize and, of course, overgeneralize. Only we can only say that God is good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
basically, our, our humanness is just a, a, a mixture of the two. And I know we got to that a long time ago. I'm not saying anything new or anything, but like, well, can we? <laughs> as people of faith, we can say that only God is good. I don't know what everybody else in the world does, but <laughs> they are going to have their own way style. <laughs> um, going to have their own what? What? Their own race dialogue. What? Isn't that what this is? Oh, race their own race dialogue. You said like one word. It's kind of like is that like a hairstyle? <laughs> yeah, yeah, hairstyle. That's, that's a nice new race style. It looks good on you. Um, I guess. Uh, what are you trying to say? I'm just going to add. So, like we as Christians, we know we should be moving towards God. What Jesus' good characteristics and that is what we're going towards. So, all in all, that would be the good way. <laughs> Wait, say it again. <laughs> so, all in all, having uh, good intentions and good actions—that would be the ideal situation. Right. Okay, is that is that yeah. trying to say? Yeah. <laughs> I think that we can all agree. Okay. <laughs> good plus good equals best. Okay. So if that's the ideal situation, then maybe whenever we get the mixture of the good and bad, we know that's not the ideal situation. All in all, that's not the good thing. That may, that may actually be the reason why we have the component versus atomic. The, the opponent people are here saying, okay, well, it's, it's not the ideal, but it is better than the Whereas the atomic theorists here. Are saying, are saying, no, it's not the ideal, and everything is good or bad, therefore it's bad. That, that may be the source of what we're comparing. Oh, Fusion is certainly related. That was all, like, again, as I kind of started out, as I was trying to reason through this, like, culture is, I mean, we are in the image of God in us, so it's the culture in us developing. Like, from our character, even, we find, most notably by certain emphasize values. So it seems like cult culture does extend from the character of a group of people. The environment kind of brings out certain characteristics, certain value, and that's bring culture. But we have, I think, I mean, perhaps maybe we can accept that culture is perhaps a reflection of God. Or that certainly, maybe it just should be. Um, well, no. If we look at the individual, we know that your character, certain parts of it reflects God's image. Certain parts of it, rebellion, reality of who we are. Culture is one of those. So, culture that exists within you makes up who you are, even in case. It's either going to be reflecting God's image or in rebellion against God. Or, or it does not reflect God's image. So, the only way to say culture is not something in the image of God is to say all culture all of its forms, every form, not reflective of God. Is that what we see in culture? Be composed of different character components, which maybe, uh, but I'm part of our character. Positus that individual's character is the the sum total of all of that individual's characteristics. But that, that the uh, culture of a group viewed as the sum of the characteristics of the group of a collective identity therefore would contain in certain places yes but not in America because we have subcultures we do uh, and but they can be broken down well, we still have one culture 
We have subcultures and one culture. Yeah. There's an American culture, and within that, there's different cultures within America and subcultures. But each there's culture is the things universal to everyone in that group and to all of the subcultures. Well, I wouldn't go as far as to say universal, but common to, to I mean, if you were talking about this, yeah. you're talking about the subcultures and like the other cultures, I would agree with you, but, I mean, there's a lot, there's a huge number of differences between subcultures and America. I mean, it, it, like, <laughs> in general, yeah, what you're saying is... Higher culture with smaller group. I would then define the culture, or the larger culture, as the, perhaps few, but the things that are common to everybody within it. The intersection. Things that are different among that, that group would be how we divide it. So I wonder if you would get the... Like how, how much would you get out of that? Like if you were to combine like the intersection of all the subcultures. Like I mean, it, there wouldn't be much left. I agree. Okay. There, I there aren't a lot. Everyone though. Well, it, you can't say that it is a culture. That like that's the point at which it no longer makes because there's so much diversity. All the culture of every culture is only the common threads. There's so much difference. Commonalities. Okay. Here's how I see it. I think. We might be somewhat approaching. <laughs> I think it's an intuitional thing. Like, just looking in this room, there are certain characteristics. Tell me if you disagree, but there are certain characteristics in each of us that is reflective of God. Certain things in, in each individual person is emphasized more than another. This guy, for instance, let's say he is all about praising God. Debate that that's not just being an image of God and, and giving him praise. That's a godly thing. He was made to do that. This guy is all about um, they knowing God's word. Truth. That's a reflection of God. That's something that is of God. You know, and, and, and going around to everybody, um, what else other stuff? Love, <laughs> um, patience, um, all this stuff. And it's not that each of us lack those other things, but it's emphasized in us. So if we're like, in the image of like God, spiritual gifts or, just or yeah, as an example. So I think when we, I think we, we don't. Okay, perhaps we're missing the bigger picture. It would perhaps be my my criticism. We don't see that humanity is an image of God. not so much individuals, but humanity. To get a picture of who God is, I think God made us. Well, He said we're in His image. You have to look at humanity to see us. Because how do I see that God is patient? Take a look at Colin. You know how could I? How do I know that God cares about truth? Take a look at Joey. It's not like the two lack those other things. It's emphasized in different people. Okay. How do I know? You know that God. God is loving. Take a look at Kim. You know, like all these things. This emphasize say like even within this group right here, and culture extends from values. Let me know if you disagree with that. But the, the biggest characteristic of culture is a, a value, which has to come from the character of the people. Because if the character of the people is against that value, they're not going to value it. That value had came from the character of the people. Well, we know certainly that the character of the people is, um, and is uh, reflective of God. Certainly not, not all of you could possibly not be reflective of God, because that would contradict the fact that you're in God's image. So culture extends from the character of different people groups. So culture is a reflection of certain aspects of God's character himself. Haven't you ever noticed that cultures emphasize different things? Isn't it also um, our human nature too? Like I think that's a part. I, I mean, I agree with you that different cultures 
uh, emphasize different aspects of God, but uh, it's also like the other way around. Like certain cultures' values have like different uh, values against God too. Exactly, yeah. exactly, exactly, exactly. So that's my point exactly. In the same way as as a group, we have just certain things emphasized in each of us that are in the image of God. We each of us have certain things that are uniquely in rebellion against God and cultures certain values which comes from the character of those people is a reflection of God because certain of those values is in rebellion. So, so character is fundamental to people and, the, and our character is an image of God that for those things away from him culture is built upon those character of those. certain things are emphasized in certain cultures thus those values and cultures don't aren't arbitrary and came from nowhere. They came from the char- character. They came from the image. Therefore, as you mentioned, kind of those things in which there's rebellion, and there is cultural sin, cultural rebellion against God. Thus, with all that's been said, I don't think we can really make the argument that ignore it. Does what that is in the re- in the image of God can be ignored? I think that's the reason why really diversity, so we can see all the different cultures, and we can see what. So we get a bigger image of God. You're right. Yes. 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 You guys nailed it. The reason, <laughs> you hit on that earlier with the each of us, each of us, and both as individuals, since different parts of our character can can have different reflections of God. The same can be said for cultures. That in each culture there might be one thing reflective of God that is not present in other cultures. Cultures. And just as you need multiple people in order to get a full picture of God, God wants to be the creator who wants to be known by his creation. Beautiful. (laughs) (laughs) Accomplish something. That's awesome. Not even circles anymore. I got it. uh, What are you thinking, Joey? It looks like you're thinking. What? Agree, disagree? I'm not going to be the guy that disagrees. (laughs) 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 I think that's good. So I think this is what our chapter doesn't know. I think it's certainly what our university doesn't know because we talked about last time that like that we have for two hours now and um, if people would well people should understand how great God is through looking at people you can't get the full magnitude of God because we're a tainted image God's trying to clean us up if people can people should look to God and desire God they have no idea what God looks like he looks like humanity what does humanity look like? The good part. I'm sorry. No, no, yeah, I'm sorry. The good part, right? So what does that look like? Every tongue, every nation, every culture that is reflecting different aspects. People look at humanity, the, the good that truly is an image of, in the image of God. People get a glimpse of who God is. People can fall in love with God. What that I brought up last time about the reason why discussion and debate is necessary because without debate, the only views were left with other ones. Other differences that with that example before, like Kim uh, being loved Joey with truth, me with what was I with? Worship. <laughs> with you with worship. If uh, if I only just had me to look at and just it just only had Joey to look at and only your character, all he would see is just well, what I know about God is that He's a God of truth, but he might miss on that God's a God of love. That's these different people. If people can see. A small glimpse of God. God is so great. I believe that's more than enough. And if we want to be an effective chapter, we want people to see, not see us, but to see God. We want people to see God. They need to see those who are in this image. The question is, who do we have? 
we have everybody. Don't. Doing good. <laughs> We're not reflecting God. We as a body are in this image. That's why we care about diversity. And apart from that, I don't see a reason why we should. And that is what our chapter doesn't know in our universe. How to make God known. <laughs> That's the whole reason why he is there. Which means send the mission statement that they spent two and a half hours to answer your question. <laughs> That's a, that is a 150 minute yes, but it's a yes. Do the diversity and we. We solid? I think we're solid. Joey, I can never tell by your face. <laughs> yeah, no, it's pretty hard. You're probably great at poker. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, don't be not play, but I would be really bad. <laughs> <laughs> or am I just lying? Yeah. yeah. Uh, if you don't um, play poker, you might think you have to play. Where should we take this? Okay, well, <laughs> if we can truly be solid, that we have a firm foundation um, here in the first place about diversity. It may not, well, you go tell me. Um, what is the next question? Because we try to ask the question, where are, where is the diversity that we consistently have not seen? Not that we have absolutely no diversity, but collective of the community and I don't know if, if we find any good. All right, Peabody. Um, let me speak. This was given to me by an RA. These are some stats. Um, statistics. Statistics. Uh, let me spit these out. All right, let's stick with champagne. Gregory Peabody. <laughs> this is as of fall 2006. Okay. Um, okay. Greg. Greg. Greg slash Peabody. Fall 2006. Um, we have 205 African American, 246 Latino, 1781 Caucasian, 330 um, freshmen in particular, 124. American, 159,004 Caucasian, 160 Asian. Gaping hole in statistics, so I was just glancing through and it said like... Like on... No. Yeah, like not, given. not given. Uh, yeah. Not given? Yeah, not given was almost as much as Caucasian, Caucasian. so I'm assuming oh, not given okay. is probably... You know what, okay, um... Let me not just spew this out before you... Because I actually did not take the time like I wanted to look over this and kind of analyze it. So I'll just email this out to you and you can look at it yourself to look at the demographics, get an idea of ratios, okay? Because we do want to reflect. We're not going to be 20, 20, 20, 20%, you know? We, are, we should be reflecting the community of Champaign. Now, Champaign isn't diverse itself, and that's another issue, but we need to um, reflect Champaign at the least, okay? So, um, and here's a, well, I'll spit this out really quick. Oh, wait, that's a still substantial one, no. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, I'll email it out to you all. Um, I think if we ignore that chunk and then just... <laughs> it could of, we would have to, like, re-address the ratios, so. though. Well, Depending on what's unknown, it does. Although you, you, yeah. can, you can take a look at the yeah, cultural climate of the six-pack, for example. You take a look at, where did that one go? At the, uh, the incoming freshman statistics for the six-pack, uh, freshmen here, uh, no, this is in URH. We got um, in Greg and Peabody, freshmen, um, we have 100 and, uh, 159, keeping in mind that returning residents 
is sophomores, juniors, seniors, and perhaps super seniors. So you should have, theoretically, if it was constant and there was no migration of people from any given group, then you should have roughly three times the amount of returning of any group of freshmen, right? Right. Well, well assuming, <laughs> I mean, because like You're not that many people stay in the door. Well, I'm saying, I'm saying based, we can compare <laughs> like it to that. Population. What I'm saying is that you get, like there should be more, uh, if there's, you know, if people come to a place as freshmen and then stay there as a group or leave as a group in the same proportions, then it should be approximately three times refreshment or at the very least the same as. Freshman residents of the six-pack, 160 Latino, 124 African-American. Returning residents, 87. That is, some but, people are but they're all going to, all the numbers are going to go down for returning. Are you saying they should unfortunately go down? I'm yeah. Oh, you mean all, all the return? Yeah, there's going to be right. a lot less returning students than freshmen. Yeah, like some people are being assigned to the six-pack, but it seems like American students are all leaving, whereas Caucasian total is okay. decreasing at a much better pace. Oh, okay. As, yeah, I'm saying that like okay. white people are staying and other people are not. Everybody else is going, oh, there are other dorms. I'm going to contend from those stats. Yeah. Um, so you all have plenty of time to look over these stats, think about them. Um, I'll, we should, you know what, as a group, I think we should talk to the staff and, I mean, it's, pu it's publicly available, I know, somewhere. Just ask what the stats are. Yeah, I, they're you, definitely available. Yeah. Like, I have them in my room. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> we don't even do that. <laughs> <laughs> it's awesome. It's slightly big brother. It's yeah. so cool. Oh, wow. I already printed out. All right, well, I'll, I'll try to talk. <laughs> She's ready. <about> that. <laughs> I mean, wow. it's from last... It's from spring oh. semester. Well, that means <laughs> no, we don't have this current. Like at the end right. of the semester, they have. So you all, um, thank you very much for coming out. Um, this was immensely. Um, I was dead tired, but you all really perked me up. You made me think, and we were challenged. And we still don't have a hundred percent of everything. I think we made a substantial step in understanding. Um, one of the core values of IV. Um, so, let us convene. We're not going to meet until after Thanksgiving. After Thanksgiving, it's going to be a crazy time anyway, so we're going to be very realistic about that, okay? We're going to be very realistic about that. <laughs> yeah. So, we're not going to meet until Thanksgiving. That's like three weeks away. You all are going to have plenty of time to think about the statistics and well, I'm just saying, like, do our homework. Do your homework, and uh, to be honest, unless you guys, unless somebody has a good, I'm sorry, unless somebody has an idea for a next topic, I'll just kind of brainstorm myself and just kind of communicate with you guys about this. Okay. I I could brainstorm. Okay. <laughs> Can you? Cool. <laughs> Well, <laughs> maybe I'll, I'll articulate it later, so it's more succinct. Okay. All right. Um, yeah. So, thank you very much, everybody. For the reason we were not meeting next week is Friday is leave, right? Yeah. And the week after that, it was a non-Friday day. Or a non-Saturday, non-Sunday day. That's all deep. Somewhere shallow. Can we meet? <laughs> what was...
the next weekend? What was going on? Well, I believe that's the beginning of Thanksgiving break, isn't it? No. Oh, you're no. going to the conference? I'm going to another conference. Okay. okay. Thank you for being here. Wait, so we're